Hey, and welcome back to the Rick and Daft Podcast. I'm Daft. And I'm Rick. And as always, we are here unscripted and raw. Can I have some more? It's season four. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to season four. No one stopped us yet, and I'm still on the regular fly list. So that just means we got to crank it up a notch. I'm pretty sure that Charles Dickens joke from me probably (laughs) put it over the top. (laughs) All the feedback in the studio here is because of all the bugs that the CIA and FBI have. They're just like probably highly disappointed with the information they're getting. (laughs) The NSA is guy like guys, but you put the bugs further apart. Okay, you're messing with our feed. <laughs> oh man. Well, yes, we are back. We are, uh, and kind of a callback to season two opener. We're mm-hmm. gonna do worse bosses, but they're not gonna be video game bosses. No, no, they're gonna be fictitious bosses. And we've come up with what I think is perhaps the best uh, way to measure them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna be going through Michael Scott, Dumbledore, Kirk. Gordon Ramsay and um, Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. There we go. And we have a four-tiered system. We do. We, yeah. Yeah. No uh, stupid, like, made-up scale for us. We're doing the real deal. Mm-hmm. Only an idiot would try and do something different. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, uh, we should probably get on that. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be on there? Uh, the news. Yep. But first, the thought of the week. Mm-hmm. Strip poker on the Enterprise. Who you got? <laughs> they only have one. But contractually, he had a banner. Wesley Crusher would make a terrible Dread Pirate Roberts. I feel like you're doubting my ability to seduce an ape princess. I'm not doubting. I'm, I'm a little doubting. It's the Rick and Daff's Thought of the Week. All right. So for this Thought of the Week, we were kind of discussing the thoughts that keep us up at night. And uh, Rick mentioned this one. Uh, what would it take... To have a 50-50 shot of defeating or defending yourself. Well, it could be defeating. Against a jaguar. A full-grown. A full-grown jaguar. Strongest bite strength of all of, the cats. Of any of the large cats. Um, the only, I'm looking at a short list here. Get So it's stronger than a gorilla, a polar bear, a hyena, a bull shark. Mm-hmm. You know what it's less than? What? Hippopotamus. Oh, yeah. I would not want to be attacked by a hippopotamus. They are the deadliest animals in Africa. Yes. Uh, Jaguar, bite force, 1,500 PSI. That's insane. Hippopotamus, 1,800 PSI. Yeah, makes sense. (laughs) That is very frightening. You can watch them bite alligators in half. It's really weird. So that means it's one-sixth more powerful. Mm -hmm. Anyways. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So... What would it take to be able to defend yourself? Um, clearly, with crush strength, nothing you put on is going to really protect anything that gets in its mouth. Mm-hmm. It's going to get crushed. But yeah. you're not allowed to use things like firearms, obviously. Yeah, firearms, and, that's too much of an advantage. And like a full suit of armor, there's no way you're going to be able to move around fast also, enough. Also, if its bite strength is that strong... It would go right through the armor. Or at least crush the armor into Around your you. bones. <laughs> yeah. And you get terrible bleeding slash compartment syndrome. Yeah. And then you'd just be slowly dying. You have to assume, if you're lucky... You're going to try to remain standing, but you're probably going to lose an arm. Because it's probably going to shatter an arm. Well, some, it's going to be bad. So so what are you going to use? Well, for me, I was thinking about the bat suit mm-hmm. from the last movie. Because it's lightweight, but super strong. Plus mm-hmm. it's got those forearm bat 
thin things, bat wing things that mm-hmm. you could use to like fend it off. If it was biting your arm, at least it's going to hurt its mouth yeah. when it's biting you. So I was thinking that. Um, I was thinking trident, but also in the back of my mind, which just popped into my head, a bull whip. <laughs> I could maybe like try and keep it at bay with the whip. If I caught it, maybe like it would be like it would really hurt it, and it would maybe think about running away because of the reach of the bull whip. So, so I I would say maybe not the bull whip because even if you do a solid strike with a bull whip, all it's going to do is create a cut, very much like your trident would if you just hit it, and you wouldn't have to time it at all. It's true. Think, it makes a loud sound, which is helpful. Yeah, it might scare it. I think it might be more like unnerved by a by a whip mm-hmm. in the movements that it makes and the sound because it's so irregular compared to a trident is more st- static and stationary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But you're going to be able to create space a lot easier oh, with totally. a trident. Totally. Plus, if it breaks that space, having a trident held it's, sideways, you can push it off of you. That's going to be way more effective than having a whip. I totally agree. Can I have both? No. Why not? Well, fine, if you want to. <laughs> it's my know. thought of the week. Damn I, it. I don't make the rules, so sure, sure, you can have both. I've looked it up. Yep, it's allowed. <laughs> so I've got a trident and a bullwhip. Yep. The thing is, is that I might not be able to get the bullwhip, put a, or like drop the bullwhip and pull, pick up the trident fast enough. Mm-hmm. One good throw with a trident could potentially finish it. But it'd have to be a really good throw. Yep. I have to get it like in the neck. <laughs> yeah. Um, your thoughts, Daphs? Um, I was thinking that you would need something that's going to be slash resistant. So I'm thinking Kevlar um, covering the, your chest and arms and neck. Although, honestly, it doesn't really matter whether it covers your neck at all. Because if the teeth get that close to your neck, it's just going to break your neck. It's not going to worry about cutting it. Um, and then I had a similar idea of distance. Some kind of pole arm, maybe like a, a halberd. Um mm. Good point on the end. Nice That's blade heavy. on the side. You have to get a nicely made one, though. A heavy one. A, like a real heavy-duty one. The oh, way yeah. The shaft won't just break. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's wooden shaft. You want flexibility in there, too. Um, so Not a reconstruction. Not a Victorian no. reconstruction. No. You want a real one. A real one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that would, that would help keep it at bay. The Kevlar is going to help any slashing at your, you know, innards. But uh, if it, you got to stay standing. That's the, that's the key. It, with big cats, they they say all the time when they handle big cats, even when it's like um. Can I ask a question? Animals that are trained for do you use movies? the word innards a lot all the time? Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> no innards. What's the matter? I have a stomach ache. <laughs> also, uh, visceral. I use it all visceral. The time. I visceral use. wounds. Uh, for me, no, I use the word visceral as like a form of hatred. Oh. I viscerally hate that dress, I'll <laughs> say to Molly. <laughs> we talk about visceral pain a lot because it doesn't respond well to opiates. Uh, there you go. Um, so it's no. it's one of my common uh, vocabulary I use. But you don't say that you viscerally hate things? No. no. Try it out sometime. I think I will. I'll go for it. <laughs> How about this? If you just, like, this is totally off topic and is lowering your odds to less than 50%. <laughs> But, like, if you had to think of one of the most fun things to fight off a jaguar with, I was thinking, like, a guitar. Like, just smash a guitar over its head. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. It would be. And, um, honestly, guitar strings would make for a decent garret. Um, So (laughs) you you could choke. (laughs) How did you kill the jaguar? I garroted it. 
and you're well, next if you don't watch out. Well, think about it. If you have to kill a, a, a jaguar, how are you going to do it? You're either going to have to stab the crap out of it, or you're going to have to choke it unconscious and kill it like that. Do you think that you could scare them off with by like popping a bunch of balloons? Um, maybe. You actually know what might be a really a really great defense? Bubble wrap? No, not even oh. bubble wrap. Um, <laughs> if you're being attacked and you're like, hang on, just give me three seconds, and you just plug into those large inflatable tube men who like flail in the wind, <laughs> and you're like, like next to garage, you know, uh garage sales or uh, used car salesmen just plug those in animals would be terrified of those things like, it would be super weirded out yeah while you're escaping as it's like attacking the you just gotta like stand right next to them and also like do the whole thing too in the same actions oh my gosh there's three of them now right and two of them are huge <laughs> i gotta get out of here yeah that's <laughs> that's almost more interesting yeah. like to think what's the most absurd thing you could use to potentially defeat a jaguar yeah but yeah, I, I, that's, what, that's what I would use. I would use some kind of polearm. Oh, I thought you were going to say giant inflatable <laughs> no. like blow and, and Kevlar. You figure you have to stay standing. Even with the animals they do like movies with, like trained big cats, they always say never, when they, when they jump up against you to try to like hug you and stuff, never fall to the ground. Because once they're on top of you, their animal instinct kind of kicks in and they're like, eh, I could go for some innards. <laughs> <laughs> I could go for swipe oh intestines um this cologne is very very appealing <laughs> so you gotta just you know s- stay standing so yeah that's that's what i would uh what mm. i would honestly would use i think that's good although now i'm gonna be thinking about what's the most amusing thing i could use to defeat a jaguar with yeah. i think do you think the bubble wrap like if you laid it out in front of you would like make it think it like steps on something and it pops or do you think it'd just be all about like killing you be, it wouldn't care mm. it'd be like oh Okay. You never know. Like it's weird <laughs> stuff that gets in animals' heads. <laughs> um, true story. Um, there was a, a guy in Kenya who was attacked by a cheetah. Um, he's a seventy-year-old farmer, still out in the field farming, and a cheetah was really desperate, didn't have any food, and kind of was like, "Well, you could be food. I'll attack you." you. <laughs> but he's st- like, I like that the cheetah is still like thinking strategically, like who's the weakest <laughs> among us. Right. Like with all the young people, he's. Li- Picked out the seventy-year-old man. Well, so it bites. It, it goes up, and it, he like drops the machete that he has, uh-huh. which that made no sense to me. Um, he drops that, and then the cheetah like jumps at him, and it bites onto his hand. Uh-huh. So he wraps his arm around the neck of the cheetah uh-huh. and just pushes his hand further down its throat. What? And strangles it from the inside like that, and kills the cheetah. Then has to walk like three miles back, bleeding arm, to go tell somebody about it. Oh my gosh. I'm like, you that better is... bring the cheetah with because no one's going to believe you that otherwise. That's the most badass story Isn't I've it? Ever heard. Isn't it? I don't need a knife. <laughs> like, when you drop a machete because you're like, no, Maybe I got this. Maybe you dropped it in fear. Maybe. And also, I don't know. Anyways, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so now I'm like, well, I would need a pole arm, a Kevlar, all and I have to say tons is, of preparation to have a chance. All I have to say is it's a really good thing that wasn't a Jaguar. <laughs> Cheetahs all are smaller. Yeah, their bite strength is probably not as strong. That's true. That's true. Because his arm would have just been crushed. Yeah. Jaguar would have been like, oh, you're helping feed me. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and just keeps eating him. I can do this in one bite. <laughs> Uh, all right so yeah that's a, that's the thought of the week oh that's a heavy thought of the week yep uh l- a- animal laden 
And our news is also going to have a bit of animals in it, if I recall, too. Well, it's your news story, so... All right, well, we'll cue the music. Well, first off, Das, you might recognize this is a new news song. It is. Yes. Uh, We decided, you know, it was getting stale. It's season four. We gotta (laughs) shift it up. So this is (laughs) two-time. Which is a great song. It makes me happy. So, that being said, what is our news story today? Uh, there was a beauty contest in Saudi Arabia. Not a normal beauty contest, a beauty contest for camels. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of you have heard about this. It's been pretty big. It got it got huge news all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, so, they have beauty contests, you know, like for show ponies and the Westminster Dog Show. Why wouldn't you have one for camels? It makes a lot more sense when you put it in that kind of setting. Well, but I think of it as like a county fair type of thing. This was like a specifically a beauty pageant is what I yes, read. Yes, specifically for camels. And there were certain camels that were disqualified. Yes, 12 of them. For receiving injections? Botox injections in their lips. And they were disqualified, and then once that fiasco was over, the beauty pageant continued <laughs> with the rest of the real I wonder camels. where they got the injections. Like, their humps, or... No, in, in the lips. In the in lips? In the lips, so yeah, to, to decrease the wrinkles. How did they figure that out? I, I don't know. They're I, like, this guy's like, he's been poring over books his entire life. He's like, wait a second. <laughs> the cleft here... <laughs> This is far too uh, smooth and mu- and like plump. This is not real. <laughs> the rest of the uh, camels were throwing shade at those camels, and the owners were like, eh, this doesn't seem legit. <laughs> the other camels were vigorously complaining. I was really surprised, though, that it would be the lips, and it wouldn't be like eyelash extensions, because thought- camels have super long eyelashes. They're known for it. Yeah. And like you, you're you're leaving the humps alone. Yeah, I mean, there's I thought, so many jokes right there. Well, and the toes. Yeah, I haven't touched those either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of things that you could do, but the lips seem to be Wait the important second. part. This is a single humped camel. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> that second hump is a fake. <laughs> I didn't know that this variety of North African camel came with two humps. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very it's very strange. He touches it, it just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like what I love about that is that as a as a society, it tells us as a human race, like we will cheat at anything, at literally anything, at anything. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like the stories that you hear about, like. Uh, people that play games with their kids and cheat to win mm-hmm. like, like you're congratulations you've beaten a five-year-old child mm-hmm. it's kind of like yeah i guess i guess it just <laughs> my faith in humanity is restored so yeah so anyways that's our new story uh bizarre things from around the world it makes me happy that that was the thing that probably ruined someone's day they were like gosh darn it I got caught. <laughs> yeah. I caught my camel Botox uh, schemes. Do, do you wonder, though, if, if people who, who are in those beauty pageants, when they get caught, they're like, life's weird, isn't it? <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the thing getting me down today. <laughs> One day you're riding high on your, on your uh, oil-rich nation, 
Mm-hmm. Next day, you're busted for camel fraud. <laughs> it, I mean, it's yeah, it's just funny. Life is funny sometimes. It'll be in somebody's memoirs. <laughs> it'll just it'll just be that very small chapter. Oh man. <laughs> What makes me happy is that that's from somewhere other than America, because basically all the ridiculous, stupid things that happen. Oh yeah, almost always here. Like the lady who took the turkey on as her. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so she took the turkey onto a plane pet. as her comfort companion <laughs> yeah. for for her anxiety, from and they Seattle. were like, "What the heck?" <laughs> you know, I actually read a, this is another news story in and of itself that uh, it was either Delta, I think it's Delta, is like cracking down on majorly like, that, like because people are just saying that random animals are their comfort pets, yeah, because they just don't want to pay for <laughs> a ticket. Well, I think part of it is that one, you don't want to pay for a ticket. The other part is is that. When you look at Delta and their track record with taking care of animals that are below in steerage, it literally is like the Titanic. No one cares about those in steerage. Because there have been dogs who have frozen to death down there, there's been animals where the crates have been crushed and the animals have gotten out and been terrified. Like, they don't do a great job with well, them. Well, the animals, when they got out, might have been terrified because they saw all the uh, caskets. Because on every flight you're on, there's almost always a casket on it. Yeah. Just FYI, people. Yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, I would much rather fly in a casket laying down. Just put a TV screen in there. I love that. This is why cryo-freezing transport is the best. Literally, we don't even need to freeze me. Just, like, give me a catheter and a freaking TV, and I am golden for, like, a six-hour flight or less. Why do you need a catheter? I gotta pee a lot in planes. <laughs> oh. I, that's why I always choose aisle seat. Same. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, oh, window. And I'm like, I'm going to be up like three times. I just, like, so. I just don't like being like in the corner over there. Just mm-hmm. like I feel like boxed in. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, that is the news. Indeed. Indeed. Well done, Daphs. Great news story. Thank you. Uh, only you had to steal it from all of society every other source usually we are like kind of fringe news we typically are and and when we first found this one it was fringe news true and then colbert took it on and then snl took it on and and so now we're late to the game i know in this in this 24-hour news cycle world (laughs) we are the news hipsters we knew it before it was cool but we didn't say anything so we don't get any credit (laughs) dang it Well, or you could just say that season four is the season we sell out. There you go. (laughs) Brought to you by Pringles. (laughs) Selling out never tasted so good. (laughs) Once you sell out, you just can't stop. (laughs) Man, now I really want some Pringles. Anyways, (laughs) moving on uh, to World's Worst Bosses. Yep. Now, obviously, Daphs, these aren't really the World's Worst Bosses. No. Because they... Not real, most of them. Mm-hmm. But they are comical and amusing. Yes. So we have uh, Mr. Burns, Gordon Ramsay, uh, Captain Kirk, Dumbledore, and Michael Scott from The Office. Mm. That's a great crop. It is a great crop. It's a, it's, a, it's a variety. And what are we going to rank them on? Well, this is actually a very systemic, or systematic, sorry, systematic and well thought out grading scale we are doing, Defs. For the first time ever, mm-hmm. we're introducing our uh, 
I, I guess we'd call it the worst of scale or something. Mm-hmm. It, it, who knows? It might be like another WWPI. It, it'll have to be. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it'll have to be. We can't stop doing it. Anyways, so we are going to grade our contestants mm-hmm. um, and their managerial skills and their jobs that they're doing. Because we're not just necessarily grading the boss, mm-hmm. but the job also. Because they're really a, it's a symbiotic relationship. Absolutely. One boss for one job might be great for another job, but mm-hmm. it might also be terrible. Yeah. Management styles need to, you know, yep. go along. Anyways, so we are rating them on danger. Mm-hmm. How much danger you are in at your workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, status, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, social status. You know, uh, for example... Working on a spaceship, probably a lot higher status than working in a paper sales middleman factory. Absolutely. Yeah, like the office. Um, I, inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, like, how inconsistent is the boss? Uh, like, is he, like, is he taking his meds? Is he, <laughs> is he not? Who knows? Uh, and last, misery. Mm-hmm. This is like... I think it. I think it kind of is all encompassing the other ones, but I also think it's also its own thing. It is because it's like how miserable are you? Mm-hmm. Like, like if a a job that lasts a very short amount of time, because you're fired or because it's just over, might grade smaller on the misery scale than mm-hmm. a long term, maybe less worse job. But it just the it just goes on and on and on. It's like oatmeal. Absolutely, there's always more of it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so where are we starting? Let's start with uh, Mr. Burns. Okay, that sounds good. Mr. Burns, uh, so <laughs> Mr. Burns, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mr. Burns is the nuclear power plant owner on mm-hmm. The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cheap. Yeah, very cheap and evil. It, actually, yes, very evil. Yeah, but he, consistently evil. And this is why I don't <laughs> think he... Is going to even crack the top. We'll get to that. Let's just run through some of his highlights. Mm -hmm. Tried to run down Ralph Wiggum in his car after he tagged him on a sunny day in the park. Doesn't seem to remember who any of his employees are. Mm -hmm. Hit Bart Simpson with his car for real. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or his dog, I think. Um, Tried to have an affair with Marge Simpson. Mm -hmm. Um has inserted himself into the lives of his employees and then stolen their accomplishments. Yeah, seemingly at will. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no stopping him. Loves to release the hounds. <laughs> yeah. And the robotic uh, Richard Simmons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that about covers it for him. So, first up, danger. How dangerous is it to work for Mr. Burns? Now, I think the question we need to ask is what kind of employee are we? Are we just a run-of-the-mill employee? Or are we putting ourselves in the shoes of Smithers, his loyal assistant? No, I would say it's a run-of-the-mill employee for all of these. Okay. You're well, just a regular, average employee. So, also to clarify, this is, we're going to grade all these on a scale of 1 to 5. Yes. and then, 5 being the worst, 1 being the least worst. Yeah, not the best, the least worst. Yes. <laughs> Just like this election. Exactly. <laughs> Who did you think was the least worst? <laughs> um, and then we'll total them up. The highest score will win the honor of worst, worst boss. boss. So, danger, if I'm a run-of-the-mill employee mm-hmm. at uh, the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant, I'm going to actually give that a three, a solid three. Yeah. The reasoning is because he never keeps it up. 
No. There's like nuclear spillage everywhere. It mm-hmm. actually might even be higher. Uh, uh, Homer is sterile because mm-hmm. of the nuclear plant. Uh, there's frequent meltdowns because Homer is in charge of safety. Mm-hmm. I think that, I don't know, it might I, actually be a four. I think it's a three five. And, and well, we can't do that. No, no, this is no? too. It's too. Com- oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> I was say if, if we can't do three five, then it's a three. Because I don't think it's quite a four. I think you know what I agree. Let's go three five. Okay, because so, it because it is dangerous mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's 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 uh it's just he doesn't keep it up. No, He's bribing government officials just to keep it going. Mm-hmm. It's not not good. Yep, so there is definite risk involved. Status, though, working at a nuclear power plant, it's actually got pretty decent status. So if you've ever worked in a nuclear power plant or have family who do so, like Stacey's dad, um, it's usually the one of the best jobs in the entire town because they're usually not near giant metropolises. They're well, but that's why there. I think it's uh, uh, area dependent. It is. Because I feel like if you told somebody in Seattle you worked at a nuclear power plant, you might get punched in the face. Well, nuclear actually is pretty safe compared to... A lot of things like fossil fuels. Yeah, but people don't know that. That's true. They all think everyone's Homer Simpson. They all think it's all Chernobyl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing, is that because of the Simpsons, I think the status of the nuclear power plant has gone down. So what we put that down as? Uh, so one would be the the best status. Yes. Five would be the worst status. Um, I don't know. What are you thinking? Give me your thoughts. I need some thoughts. I'm thinking like 2.5 or 3. Because it's not fantastic, but it's definitely not worse. You mean, it's, no one's saying like, oh, that is the worst job. And no one's saying like, oh, that is the best job. It's like, yeah, okay. That's probably a pretty good job in some areas. In other areas, maybe not so great. So 2.5? 2. 2.5? 2. Yeah. I, you keep your scale. All right. I'll keep mine. So we both did a 3.5 for this. Yes. Uh, we are also going to. Are we going to total up both of ours? Yeah. And add them see. together. Yeah. So I gave it a 3.5. You gave a 3.5 to danger as well, mm-hmm. didn't you? Okay. I'm going to give a three okay. for status. I think it's not as good as you do. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad. I think it's just middle of the road. Okay. And you gave a 2.5. I did. Okay. Uh, next up, inconsistency. You, th- you have said that he's consistent, but I think that he's less consistent than you think. I think he'll always take the cheap route the money route the money route and i think he never acts altruistically so except for when they pump him up full of drugs and he thinks he's an alien yeah one time in how many seasons 20 well he also had that change of heart where he i can't remember decides to not fire homer simpson so two in 20 years i think overall that's true that's pretty consistent. consistent So I think for consistency, we can give him a two. Mm. Pretty consistent. It's not the most consistent, but it's pretty consistent. That's true. I actually, I'm going to break my own rule. I'm going to give him a one. Okay. Because I think he is consistent. You're right. He's consistently evil. If I am going into a situation with Mr. Burns where I'm going to ask him for a raise, I know I'm going to be rejected Mm -hmm. and or drop down that giant hole he has in his office and or be attacked by the hounds. Yeah. You're very rarely surprised. I think you're right. I think I think a one actually. So, I could see that. So a total of two for inconsistency. Between We're, the two of us. Oh, I'm just keeping my own separate because that's gonna confuse me a whole lot. I am keeping track of both. Okay. Because I'm a genius. <laughs> Anyways. 
<laughs> somewhere and Molly's like, no, he's not. <laughs> She's shaking her fist in the other room. <laughs> All right, misery, misery. No, it's mis- pretty miserable. Misery, I think, is a is my favorite one because it's like, like it just could go so many different directions. Working in a nuclear power plant that's run by an evil billionaire, mm-hmm. who, and your entire livelihood is based on his whims and whether he remembers you or not, mm-hmm. and wants to like insert himself into your life that week. Yeah. Except for if you're Carl. He loves Carl. He loves Carl. But the chances of you being Carl, not super great. Yeah. We all can't be... Most of us are Lennies. Few of us are Carls. (laughs) Right. Story of my life. So, I think misery. People around you are getting fired. There's accidents. You're worried about losing your job at any moment. I think that's pretty high. I'd give it three five. Um, you know what? I keep being a contrarian to you, which is probably good for the ratings. So I'm going to keep doing it. Anyway, it is sweeps week. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I actually am going to go the opposite direction because it's such a poorly run facility. Remember, I think it's like Scott Spezio, the baseball player or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like uh, there is a ringer and he's got a job and he, and he like drops some nuclear waste and they're like, ah, don't worry about it. And he's like, man, this is sweet. <laughs> like you can just be incompetent at your job. Homer Simpson is woefully unqualified to do his job. But you paid well. are the average employee. Yeah, so if but- you are surrounded by people who are incompetent and no matter what they do, they're not going to get fired and your safety is related to them that's miserable that is the definition of my misery it is scary i agree i think it's less i think that you could just kind of also coast though Uh, would you coast would i coast i know the answer is no because of (laughs) would i personally coast no No. you wouldn't but would the average person coast you don't like working in a place where people don't care and are wanting to do the bare minimum that's true, <laughs> but <laughs> I also don't think I would care about working at... Well, you know what? You're probably right. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to go slightly... What'd you give it? I give it a 3.5. Three, 3.5. Five. Three, five. I'm going to give it slightly less, and I'm just going to go again for a 3. Okay. So you went 3.5, so that gives him a total of 6.5 for the category of misery. Okay. Um, let's total him up. So for danger, we both gave him a three point five mm-hmm. uh, for that job because it's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's not well kept up. So he scores a seven there. Um, he scored a five point five on status. Two point five for me. Yeah, and a three for me. Mm-hmm. Um, inconsistency. Only got a two. Only got a two. Yeah, that's pretty good marks. It is. Uh, and misery six point five, so we'll have to calculate that up. Because <laughs> neither one of us time. can do addition. Yeah, to that. it's too it's too hard. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Who else do we have? Uh, you want to go with Gordon Ramsay? Yes, I do. And I hate Gordon Ramsay. He's your least so favorite. Much. He you viscerally hate him. I do. I do viscerally hate him. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Gordon, Didn't that feel good? It did. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, um, as you know, is the main chef of Hell's Kitchen. He screams, he yells, he belittles, he is a nightmare to be around, unless you're on one of his kids' cooking shows, at which point he's super helpful and lovely. we're not on his kids' show. No, we're not kids. So we would be in this hellscape of a kitchen with people yelling and crying and being fired and constant pressure, 
left and right to do nearly impossible work with incompetent people around us. And this is as employees. We're not saying we're just going to be on the game show where it might last a week and then you're fired. You have to work for him like a real job. But that the thing is, is the only way I'm working for him is as a contestant. Well, okay, would but that doesn't work because would you be in a nuclear power plant unless you were actually a nuclear power plant person? Well, but yes, but the persona he does is as Gordon Ramsay, owner proprietor of Hell's Kitchen, with his people, like as contestants. Mm. I think part of what actually see, I think that you are overestimating the the misery of like or maybe you're underestimating you're thinking it wouldn't be so bad but you're still stuck living with people you're getting screamed at on the daily you're getting punished all the time if you're still there okay so so if we can go a little backwards on this one misery i'm giving him a five wait no 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 you're skipping way ahead we're we're talking about misery right now no 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 hold on we gotta go in order or else i'll get confused all right folks at home you know what i'm gonna give him though Sure. So danger. Danger in the kitchen. This is why I like the scale, because like certain people will score better in certain areas than mm-hmm. others. How much danger is there in his kitchen? Not much. I think the danger you're in is... Minimal. And it's probably self-inflicted. Like, yeah. if you hurt yourself, it's because you like cut yourself or you burned yourself. Yeah. So it's like, very unlikely someone's going to accidentally like burn you or drop a knife on you. Yeah. If you're doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to give... As mean as he is, he won't stab you or throw a hot marinara no, on you. No. So I'd give him a one. For danger? Yeah. There are some knives, though. Yeah. But overall... And in all the episodes, have you heard of anybody actually getting injured? They get... I have I think somebody's gotten burned before, but I don't know if they've, like... And I, it's never been super terrible. probably their own incompetence. Oh, like, if something happened. You're... Okay, fine. One. So he gets a total of two for danger. That's correct. Okay. Status. Status. Being on the show is actually high status. Mm, most of America hates half of the people on there. That's true. Because you either I like or they, hate them. They find out a lot. But if you, if you go up to somebody and you're like... Hey, I'm a contestant on Hell's Kitchen. I mean, that's kind of cool. People are like, at least they think you're a good chef, probably, if you get onto the show. Yeah, okay. I, I'd give it a two. Really? Yeah. I'd give it a higher score than that. Well, that's why we're keeping track for both. <laughs> I'm going to give it. So you're giving a two. Jeez. What do I. I think I'm going to go four. So he gets a total for six there. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait, hold on. Four's the worst. Oh, yeah, you're right. Five's the worst. You're right. I'm doing it backwards. (laughs) Yes. Oh, okay. Then I'm with you. Let's give him a two. Okay. (laughs) I was like, like, what? I got confused. I apologize. Okay. Four for status would be like, I am a vagrant who also is in charge of killing puppies who aren't wanted. (laughs) That's a five. That's a five. (laughs) Okay. So he gets a total of four for status. Mm -hmm. Good marks there. Inconsistency. How inconsistent is he? I'll, I'll say this. When they're judging their plates or whatever, he'll either love it or hate it. And you have very little knowledge of what it's going to be before he starts yelling. I think he's very inconsistent. The thing, you're, you know what? I'm going to agree with you because I feel like I'd be a constantly on edge. Yes. If I worked there. If I just saw him, I'd be like, oh, God. 
<laughs> because know? you have no have you, idea yeah. what he's yeah. going to be doing. You don't know how he's going to freak out that particular day. And they're constantly changing the rules yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Because he just like, and he also be like, you give me your jacket. You're on the blue team now. And you're like, what? <laughs> exactly. He'll just switch it up. You know what? You're right. I'm giving him horrible inconsistency marks. I'm going to put him. Would you give him? I'm thinking about a, a four. Is that, is that the worst in the world? But he's pretty bad. Yeah, I'm going to give him a 4-2. So, total of 8. Not good marks there. For, no. For and misery is 5. For we all know what I'm saying. We all know I'm doing it. It's the worst. The thing I will counter with is that you can get fired okay. very quickly. But timeline should not affect your misery. If people around short you are of... being screamed at, if you're being screamed okay. at... Living in constant fear. And then you have to go home and live with these miserable people. That's true. You do have to live with them. It's five for me. You can balance it out with any other number you want. But it's horrible. This is almost like the McDonald's fries question. Mm -hmm. Would you have, like, maybe it's it's the opposite almost. Where it's like, would you have, like, a short amount of really terrible misery? Or would you rather have a lot of misery spread out over a longer time? For, like, a very long time? Mm Mm-hmm. It's the same, either way. See, but to me, my personal opinion is that I would rather be just, like, absolutely miserable for, like, two weeks, and then it's done. Although the horrible psychological scarring... Can literally live forever. That's true. It may last you the rest of your life, depending on how long that is. I just can't... I just can't find it in my heart to give somebody a five for being on a cooking show and getting, like, I would immediately be fired. And the other thing is, is that you could just make a mockery of it and get fired. Mm-hmm. Although you could do that for any job, unless I they like you being mean to him, and it's good for ratings. <laughs> because people have been horrible and been kept on. That's true. They're like, yeah, like they'll be like, Desmond has no shot to win, but people seem to really hate him, so we'll keep him around. Yeah, that's true. You're right. That may backfire. It might. I can't give him a five. But I am going to give him a solid 3.5. That's so low. You think that's low? I think that's super low. It's above average misery. Average should be zero. (laughs) One is bad. All job has like at least some of misery. All job has maybe a one of misery. Yeah, one is probably the most tolerable level of misery. So he gets an 8.5 for misery. My money's on him taking it. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is. I think he's the worst of all. Okay. Uh, next up, it's Captain, Captain Kirk. Okay. Danger. High level of danger. Super high. <laughs> if you are an average employee, you are constantly being attacked by Vulcan, not Vulcans, uh, Romulan warbirds. Klingons. Klingons. Sometimes your own captain because he turns evil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's brainwashing involved. Yeah. There's random diseases that are being constantly spread through or the ship. Or maybe you're somebody who was just smothered by a million pounds of fr- uh, those... Uh, Tribbles. Tribbles that fell onto you. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> Chances are good the average person will not make it the entire length. You have a 50-50 shot, I think, of well, living through a- an entire tour under Captain Kirk. It's a five-year journey. Yeah. Well, plus, like... The red shirts. I mean, who are we most likely to be in this scenario? Well, we're the average people. We're not like... And and even if you are one of the top ones, just because you're not killed does not mean you're not in constant danger. That's true. Lieutenant Yar 
was killed. Ohura? No. Oh, Yar. Yeah. Yeah, she, but that was on Next Generation. That's true. But she it proves that one of the main characters can still be killed. Everyone else is still in constant danger, even if they're not dying. Well, they're being treated for... or having their brains be altered. Like there's that one where like Sulu goes evil. I, I know that uh, Spock goes evil a couple times. There's during... constantly those uh those touchpad screens you're at exploding <laughs> and shooting sparks in your face. And the thing is, is even if you quit, like you resign your commission, you're still out there for five years. So you got to or like not five years, but you got to wait until there is a realistic like space dock for you to get off on and catch a transport back to civilization. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So what score? I'm going 4.5. You think there's a more dangerous boss on this list? Not on this list, but in general, I think there is. What's a ah? Okay, fine. Like, I guess, like, Soldier would be a five. I think if it were truly five, he wouldn't be allowed to keep his captain. <laughs> but I think, I think it's, I think it's pretty bad. So you were both going to give him a 4.5. Sure. So that is a score of nine. That's the highest so he's so far. coming out of the gate hot. He wants this. Kirk wants this. Status, though? That's where he scores poorly. Yeah. He scores, I think he scores, what, you do you score a one or do you score a two? I'm, I'm thinking you got to give him a one. Low marks where, for status. Where else are you going to get better status than being on an exploratory spaceship? I mean, I don't even think Jonas Salk, who invented the polio vaccine, probably got as much status as those uh, Enterprise dudes. That's what kept him up at night. He was like, <laughs> this is great and all, but... I'll never be as popular as Kirk. <laughs> I'll never be on a spaceship exploring <laughs> new galaxies. Yeah, that's true. And plus, it's like the uh, flagship. Mm-hmm. Plus, they're like, when they, like, everybody's like, oh, they're on a five-year mission to explore. Like, they're going places no human has gone before. Mm-hmm. Like, when you come back... Everybody's going to want to hear that story. Everyone's going to have a book deal. I think it's a one. Yeah. It scores a uh, pitiful two for mm-hmm. status. Yeah. Because it's actually a good job to work for him. Inconsistency. He's a tricky one because I think he's actually consistently inconsistent. He is. So the thing is, is you you can usually bet on him <laughs> some crazy pulling idea. some Kirk-esque escapade what's difficult is is that spock the most logical person with possibly the best strength definitely won our uh our fight club for star trek fight club although i think Worf gave him a good run for he did it's true um spock never knows what jim is gonna do because jim always keeps his cards close to his chest he's always pulling plan b out of nowhere, and never informing anybody else of his plans. So it relies solely on him, and he's constantly being poisoned, or seduced, or punched, or captured. That's true. So, or traveling back in time for some unknown reason. If you never know what the plan is, yeah, that would be never so know, stressful. That is inconsistent. But like I crazy. also might just be some guy working in a box who's like constantly getting electrocuted when it explodes. Which is also... That's also very scary. You really don't know what you're going to get each day going to work. And all of a sudden it's like... (laughs) You're just shocked. It's like, oh no. You're thrown into the air 20 feet back in some boxes. PTSD just from looking at like the buttons on... (laughs) I gotta give him a five. For his inconsistency. Because it's not just him. It's the job is wildly inconsistent. You have no idea what's going to happen. You're in constant danger. Fear. Yeah. I'm going to give him a five. Yeah, I I was thinking 
but I kind of th- I'm, I'm, are you I'm, thinking that you want to like if this becomes a running thing you want to save room for no. somebody because I feel like he deserves a f- I th- I can't think of another possible contestant unless they were actually insane who deserves a five yeah. at which point I would be okay with breaking the scale and giving them an extra point and giving we, them a we six. can we can give them a ten we can do okay that. so a total of ten we're yep. each gonna give them a five yep all right wow he is well on his way to earning the coveted title of worst boss what i think we should do this season if we can is maybe do uh four episodes mm-hmm. and then we can have a championship <laughs> the worst four bosses to come out of their region <laughs> misery misery i rank this pretty high also really well well i don't know you know what you're right well here's the, the cons mm-hmm. start with that or the cons. I was, hoping, so I was hoping we would do that. Well, at some point. <laughs> well posted. There's this. This was your idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's for the cons. Uh, one, I'm it. My bot, my bo- job, and my boss are wildly inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. He's essentially treating the whole galaxy as his uh, own sex tour. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of miserable. Even if I quit. There's no guarantee that I'll be able to get off the ship anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Those are all pretty high. True. Pros. Uh, you're going places no one else has gone. You're constantly meeting new aliens and races and trying new foods and learning about new cultures. Uh, three. It's essentially like a constant field trip. A dangerous one, yes. But you're having more fun than probably, and danger, than probably anyone in the history of Earth has ever had. There's as many pros as there are cons. So it's a three. I would say a three. We agree again. I, I agree. Because I think that, it, it. I think the reason why I think it's a true three is that it, because it depends on your mindset. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm getting electrocuted and my boss is a moron. <laughs> but I did need to travel back in time and shoot Hitler. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess it evens out in the wash. <laughs> okay, so he gets a six. Oof. He so might be winning right now. He has a total of 27. That's pretty high. That is actually our highest score right now. Is it? Uh, right now, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the big reveal later. I probably should have should not have revealed that because oh, it's fine. breaking the tension. That's fine. Because people can't do math in their heads. I know I can't. <laughs> Anyways, next, my personal favorite, and I think a dark horse, Mm -hmm. a wild card to win the entire region, Mm -hmm. Dumbledore. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people would say he's a good boss. Well, let's dive in and see. Now, as an employee, are you considering yourself a student or a teacher, or is it both? I think teacher, because I don't think a a student isn't employed there. The teachers are. Well, but it kind of is. It's like you're paying it for a job to learn. I... I'm just gonna say I'm a teacher. Okay. There are lots of teachers. I'll be I'll be just random androgynous innocuous side character teacher. Okay. <laughs> Professor Flitwick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, danger surprisingly high. Incredibly, Incredibly high. Incredibly high. Incredibly. There's there's uh, dark sources coming in trying to murder you. Sometimes there's in the school. Basilisks. That are on there petrifying random people. And they say don't go into the Forbidden Forest for a reason. It's yeah. forbidden because they'll you'll get murdered. You literally cannot go outside and have a picnic under a tree because a whomping willow will crush you to death if you get too close. 
What kind of school is this? You How has it not been shut down? You can't go for a swim in the lake because the giant squid might eat you. You never know. Uh-huh. At one point in time, there are Dementors guarding the school, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the giant squid. Trolls randomly get in. Trolls get into the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention just the actual being in the classroom. Students die. Uh, also, students legit die on your watch. I, you know what? And I bet there's tons of other deaths that are just not talked, like, about. talked about. Because think about it: during they're Quidditch not. games, people just disappear, mm-hmm. or they get what they call splitched when they're trying to do like transportation. Yep, and they'll get cut in half. Here's like, another thing. Just I bet there are just tons of regular like old uh, wizard deaths that they just write off. Here's another thing: we're not even looking at what your job is. You are teaching young children magic. All, yeah, who knows how many of them have tried to curse them. Right? <laughs> You're teaching kids. They know what curse is. Just like kids know swear words when they're in school. Yeah. They learn them from friends. <laughs> and then also... You're teaching a room full of young teens who are distracted by each other's weird growing bodies how to levitate things, including other students <laughs> and you, into the air. And they're like Wingardium Leviosa, not even paying attention to what they're pointing at. You could have a desk fall on you. I mean, you're in potions class. Are you kidding me? There's explosions going on. Also, That the- one kid loses his eyebrows. Also, from what I can tell... There is no regulatory body, like, really overseeing anything. There's no security. No. You're just kind of left to your own devices. I gotta go five. Here's the one counter to that, and I really want you to take this to heart. Mm-hmm. If I, you're even just the average teacher, it usually means that you have some skill. Like, mm-hmm. you are one of the better wizards, mm-hmm. hopefully. At least that's the way it seems for the most part, with a few exceptions. Does that mean the danger to you is lessened like does that mitigate some of that inherent danger because like you're a a full-grown wizard so you can like ward off like whatever and i don't think so because it's not about whether you die or not and it's not about whether you're injured or not it's about what is the chances of being injured and how dangerous is the workplace in general and i don't think there's even a better one in the universe than hogwarts I think you have a better chance of being put in harm's way being in Hogwarts than you do on the Starship Enterprise. Or in the nuclear power plant? Yes. Hmm. Not a year went by when Harry was there (laughs) that something didn't attack the place you work. The building or the grounds. That's a bad run. That's a horrible (laughs) run. That's five for five or whatever. Six for six. You know what? You're right. I gotta go five. Okay, we'll go. We'll both go five. Right. So Dumbledore gets a ten for danger, <laughs> starting off poorly. Yep. However, I think he'll claw some points back down, especially in status. In status, being a teacher at Hogwarts seems to be a pretty good gig, is from what I'm understanding. It is pretty big because people think that Dumbledore is pretty cool. Yeah, and Dumbledore. also, even if you don't like Dumbledore, just being a teacher there is seen as pretty cool. Yeah, because it, it, and remember, this isn't about money. No, because I'm not sure how much they all get paid. I'm not but sure it, money. It seems like it's have. a big deal. Yeah, where like people come to work there who are like celebrities. Yeah, it'd so. be like it'd be like being a teacher at Harvard. 
Yeah. Incredible status. Well, that's... Hold on. Going back to Danger, just to solidify our position, mm-hmm. he brings in the Gilderoy Lockhart guy, who's an incompetent, bumbling fool, mm-hmm. and is also a, like a con man, like mm-hmm. very dangerous person. He brings in Trelawney, who he's protecting, but still not a good teacher. No. Who knows what she might be doing? One of them ended up inhabit- er, having Voldemort inhabit the backside <laughs> of his body. Exactly. Somehow that made it past the filters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? With the loathsome security. The TSA very, is running this place. Very poor. Zing. We're going to wand you down. <laughs> nope, no medals. You're probably fine. <laughs> You should have been checking for organic, magical materials. Right? <laughs> now this guy's hot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's off the scale. <laughs> Hagrid literally has a dragon, which is illegal, on school grounds. Dumbledore has no idea. He's bringing a weapon, a dangerous weapon, onto school grounds. Well, not to mention the fact that he has the um, hippogriff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the giant spiders that are in the Forbidden Forest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think that that yeah. well backs up our... Yeah. But status, you got to go one. Everyone loves it. Yeah. Everyone knows it by name. Yeah, it's true. If you work at Hogwarts and you're, like, even Filch probably could pick up some girls at the pub <laughs> by saying that he works at Hogwarts, <laughs> even though he's a complete and utter tool. <laughs> so, poor marks there. Only scores a two for status. Inconsistency. <clears throat> wildly inconsistent constantly and he keeps secrets from you yeah like like i'm saying you're random like your old uh professor flitwick you have no idea that he hired lockhart knowing that he was a like fake Mm -hmm. or that he's housing like you know he's having hagrid go on secret missions for his order or how he like likes harry and wants to protect him but then thinks that that's a character flaw in himself so he starts ignoring harry even though he cares about his safety yeah that is so inconsistent that's horrible (laughs) also like and this is his aside but just it would annoy me he's wildly like eccentric and strange Mm -hmm. like and he just like at random points he's like well uh Ron and Hermione and Harry, I know you broke into the school's forbidden zones and did all this stuff, but here's 50 points. <laughs> to Gryffindor, <laughs> exactly. To Gryffindor. You're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I have to give him a five. It would be, there's some wild inconsistencies. I have to give him a five. Although, he's incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. When, when you-know-who comes back, do you feel more safe being with him, going back to danger? No, because he dies. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't read or seen the movies for Harry Potter and you're listening to our show, you deserve spoilers. I was arguing with a friend who says spoilers should be forever forbidden. No. I, I think there are certain things you just got to... Like, if you don't know that... We've referenced Harry Potter so many times in this show that if you don't know the whole story... If you don't know that uh, uh, Darth Vader's Luke's dad by now... Yep. 40 years too late. Yep. Anyways. Almost 50 years. Anyways. So, you're giving him for inconsistency a five? five? That's tough. I don't see how you could possibly give him anything less... When he rewards I bad like behavior, punishes bad behavior, rewards good behavior, punishes good behavior, 
I and, can't. Oh. I can't see though how I can give him a better score or the same score as Kirk, who scored a ten for inconsistency, because I feel like there is more. I, I just. I'm not sure. I feel like. I feel like the only. I think it's exactly like Kirk because I feel like Kirk will always do what he thinks is best for the Enterprise, just like Dumbledore will always do what he thinks best for the school and students. But that might be a terrible idea and very complicated, and he keeps it to himself, and it might not even work out right. That's true, because he's like, he's like, well, Harry Potter's name came out of the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> I'll just run with it. Harry, did you put your name into the yeah, Goblet of Fire? He's just yelling at him. Yeah, I, just, I was very upset with the choices that uh, Michael Gambon made. <laughs> That's uh, neither here nor there. So a big 10 for yep. inconsistency. Yep. So he's clawing his way back. Yep. Um, this is the make or break. Misery. I don't know how miserable you are. It's not that bad. It's bad, this but is, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not... I don't think it's... Oh, it's tough. It's tough. Because you like your job. You'd probably still go back. You'd probably get good pay. You but, have good status. But you're definitely looking forward to the summers off. <laughs> and I don't know as it compares to the rest of the wizarding world... How much more dangerous it is. It definitely seems like it's way more dangerous. That's true. <laughs> Fair enough. The status would be very good. Honestly, I think being a teacher in general for young kids would be miserable in and of itself, regardless of magic <laughs> or dementors. But you've chosen to be a teacher, so you must not hate it too I much. must not hate it. Um, Misery. I think those last few years after Dumbledore's dead would be pretty rough. Although I can't really fault him for being dead. If do you include him being dead? As him being dead, and do you include um, what's her name? Um, That's true. Having your boss be murdered by a student would be pretty rough because, as far as everybody knows, it was the student that. Yes, it was a student. That, it wasn't Snape. Yeah, as far as they know. Also, um, what was her name, Professor uh, Umbridge? Yeah. Ooh, that definitely Dude, counts. she was the worst. She intentionally made everyone's life miserable. That's true. I give it a four. I was going to give it a three. I'm, I'm going to stick with four. Okay. I think that's pretty miserable. So a total of seven. He's getting some pretty high scores. He is. Good marks there for Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and lastly, but not leastly, Michael Scott. Michael Scott. <laughs> so... I don't think there's much inherent danger working at a paper uh, supply company. The only real injuries that you paper got cuts? is paper cuts. And also there was a bat that was trapped on Pam's head. Dwight, uh, Kelly's not Pam's. head. Yeah, Kelly's head. And also Dwight she, might attack you. She got hit by a car one time. <laughs> also by Michael Scott. <laughs> so there's not no danger. It's not a one. But it's not high danger. It's like a 1.5. I'm going to give it a one. Yeah. I actually might give it a zero. I don't know about that. I don't think there's a much more danger than in... Dwight sets fire to the office for <laughs> a true. fire thing. That's he true. has weapons everywhere. It's true. Um, Freaking uh, Stanley has a heart attack <laughs> at work okay. because he's so traumatized. Okay, you win. Two. I'm giving him a two. Can I give a two? All right, what are you giving? I'm going to give a 1.5. Oh, I give a higher than you. Well, I'm, I don't think it's that bad. Fine, then I'll lower mine. We're I just think th it's... We're at three then. Okay. Three total for danger. Not great for Michael Scott coming out of the gate. No. <clears throat> status? <laughs> status. Low. Low status. At one point in time, Jim says 
When I tell people I work at Dunder Mifflin, they think I sell mufflers or mittens. And frankly, all of those sound better than paper. Right. So I let it slide. <laughs> I, I, I'd say overall, status is. Low. It's not the worst. No. Like you're not like that vagrant killing puppies. But um, I mean, three people are like, oh, I wouldn't want that job. But it's not awful, awful. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's, it's definitely the worst one on the list. Working yeah. at a power plant is more prestigious yeah. than a paper salesman. That's true. You're not a chef. You're not in space. You're not teaching dark arts to kids. Kind of low level status. Three three point five. Which I think is fair. I think it's it's pretty bad. It's not the worst, but it's definitely the worst on this list. Yeah, it's definitely the worst on the list. Um so three okay. three point five, and you're giving it 3. a three point five. I'll give a three point five too. All right, so seven altogether. Seven total. Inconsistency. Incons- he is all over the map. Is he? I yeah. think he's crazy, but I think he's usually crazy. Mm-hmm. I actually think that he is consistently crazy. He is. He he is. Um, he might do something though, and have HR come in and have to do like you know, videos, your workday is constantly being interrupted. Now, if you're accustomed to that, it's consistent. If that's true, there is a lot of changes. And I, you know what I I did point out at the beginning of this, that the job was part of it. So like, if your job is constantly being interrupted by conference room meetings Mm -hmm. to discuss sexual harassment Mm -hmm. or like your boss is making you try and, help him find a girlfriend yeah well that's the thing he his subjects he jumps to what he wants to do that day it never makes sense randomly he needs to do a uh a 5k walk to support the rabid because he got kelly rabies no uh the, whatever her name is meredith meredith rabies and so they go on it and then they're like where are we and jim's like I'm going to guess 5K away from the office because <laughs> he didn't think to make a loop. Like, he's constantly inconsistent. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not going to give him as high as Dumbledore, though. No, God, no. no. Um, nowhere near as high as Dumbledore. I'm thinking I'm thinking 3.5. I'm going to go 4. All right. Because um, I think it's fairly inconsistent. I think it's consistently inconsistent. And I can't fault him for the fact that his inconsistencies cause less danger mm-hmm. to me than... Um, Dumbledore and Kirk, mm-hmm. but I still think there's a lot of danger to me. Yeah. So you're giving 3.5, I'm mm-hmm. giving 4 for a total in inconsistency of 7.5. Mm-hmm. Misery. He, misery level, I think that's probably a little harder one for him because I think there's a lot of shenanigans going on. If there I'm are. not being paid well and it's also miserable, if it's a if it's a decent earning job and like it's just like I don't know, but it's also going on forever. There's there's a lot of fun they have. There's a lot of annoying things they have. It might be more fun than actually working in a real office. Yes. But overall, any of these people could go and work for the competition and they consistently come back. Like people leave this job and then come back to this job. Like who? people choose to stay. Um what's his name? Uh the guy who got fired and worked in the bowling alley, and then they you brought mean, him back. That, that's because he doesn't have any other prospects. Well, no, but um, they also had another office 
where they went and worked, another location. That's true. And they came back to work for Michael. Um, they have had other opportunities. People people consistently want to work there. Like, Stanley is just running up the clock. But Jim could go anywhere. Dwight could go anywhere. And they, true. And they keep coming back and working there. And it's like, there has to be other jobs you could do in Scranton. Well, here's the other thing, is that he is... He will bring you, like, he brings Dwight back mm-hmm. when Dwight quits. And, like, Dwight can't find anywhere else to work. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're kind of, he kind of has this misfit crew mm-hmm. that, like, he, you could fit in in a place that maybe you wouldn't be able to otherwise. Um, and I guess you know that he'd always have your back. Yeah, he's very loyal. Even when it comes down to it. Not really in the moment. Not loyal <laughs> internally, but... With his employees, for anybody who's outside the company who comes in, yeah. he's super loyal. Yeah, it's true. Except for if you're Toby. <laughs> yeah, he hates Toby. He hates no! <laughs> God, no! <laughs> so, misery level, I'm going to give him a low score. Yeah. It is two. Yep, I agree. I'm putting two down for me as well. So, a total of four. Yep. All right. Now, uh, if you just had to give this off the top of your head, now who do you think has the worst score? I definitely think it's between Kirk and... And Dumbledore. Dumbledore. I don't know. I don't know who is ahead, but I don't think the other people come anywhere close to it. I still think Ramsey would be the one I'd hate to work for the most, but mm. that's just my personal opinion. What's funny about this as I'm scoring it is that actually there is a fair consistency of scores. Like mm-hmm. the scores actually aren't that different, which is why this is a good scale because it's measuring out these vastly different bosses. Mm-hmm. I think I will call this the mist scale. The mist. Yeah. M-I-S-D. S-D. I like it. <laughs> Misery, inconsistency, status, danger scale. Or missed. <laughs> so, uh, coming in dead last, uh, out of all of these, he is the best boss to have. Mr. Burns. Really? With a score of 21. Really? See, what happened was is the status, status hurt him, mm-hmm. and he's consistently evil. Yeah. So... Even though there was a, a decent amount of danger, he scored a seven total, and a uh, a decent amount of misery, he mm-hmm. scored a six point five. Just not quite enough. Too much status, too much consistency from your evil boss. So he's the best. Who do we have next? Um, uh, second to last, Michael Scott. Yeah, scoring a twenty one point five, barely barely eclipsing Mister Burns. Uh, for a second, second best boss. Mm-hmm. He could have had it. He was close. Um, coming in third, Gordon Ramsay, 22.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, status was what hurt him and danger. Well, not dangerous enough. Gordon, you got to step it up. How could we, he make it more dangerous? <laughs> Juggling knives. Or a lot of releasing live <laughs> uh, animals to be slaughtered into the kitchen. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was thinking, all right, you need to prepare these quails. And they're like, live quails. And like, oh, God. Or I, I thought you were going to be like... Grizzly bear? Yeah. Like, uh, ostrich eggs are on the menu. The ostriches are over there. Go procure their eggs. It, they actually had an ostrich egg section in one of their episodes where they had to throw ostrich eggs against the wall, and there were, like, notes hidden inside. But they left, like, all the yolk and stuff in there, too. That's just a waste. It was a huge waste of food. (laughs) And then, at the end, the team that lost had to clean up the entire dining room covered in egg yolk. That's a shame. 
That's why I hate him the most. <laughs> it's a waste of food. Mm-hmm. Just uh, there should maybe maybe we'll add something to it that we're just like gut visceral <laughs> hatred. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so he scored twenty two point five, just not dangerous enough mm-hmm. to get a status. Now, the runner up. Just barely eclipsed by our winner, Kirk. Uh, which means Dumbledore. that Dumbledore is the worst boss you could have. But let's 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 share this real quick before we wrap things up. I know this is getting to a long episode. That's wildly long. <laughs> Dumbledore is the worst. But on this list, who would you most want to work for and least want to work for? Um, so hold on. Let me f- finish by telling you the scores. Okay. Kirk scored a 27. Oh, okay. Very good danger. 27 out of a possible 40. I don't know what we're going to have to do. We got to find it. We got to go on a quest <laughs> to find the person who's going to score the best on this scale. Um, scored high in danger, low in status, though, because it was too good of a status job. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, inconsistency, he scored perfect 10. Uh, misery, only a 3, though. Because the job still interesting, mm-hmm. uh, and Dumbledore scored a twenty nine. Wow! It it's because the misery factor was high enough. Mm-hmm. Um, status was good. He scored two also, same as Kirk, but the misery was just too high, and the danger was too high. So, which would what were you asking me? I would say with that, with him being the worst and Mister Burns being the best, who would you want to work for the most and the least on here, though? That's a tough call. If I get work, if I go work for Dumbledore, at least I'm a wizard. Yeah, right. Which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Kirk, you get to be in space and Kirk is the one I actually would probably least work for. Really? I think so. To be honest with you, I'd probably most like to work for Dumbledore or Michael Scott. Michael Scott for just the I'd actually end up being on TV. Also, <laughs> maybe I could write a book or something, make some money. Uh, Dumbledore, I'm a wizard. Kirk, I feel like I'm just on his personal sex tour of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I don't make any money because it's like Earth. <laughs> money like, doesn't exist. Money doesn't exist, yet I still have a lowly rank and I'm in horrible danger. <laughs> so for me, I would actually go with Kirk. Okay. Uh, I would most want to work for Dumbledore. Same reasoning. You're a wizard. It'd be kind of cool. Never a dull moment. Mm-hmm. Even if it's dangerous, fun. I also would work for Kirk, but not as much as Dumbledore. Worst is Gordon Ramsay. You, he is the worst boss on this list. This just, I hate him so much. Viscerally? Do you viscerally, hate him viscerally? I viscerally hate him. <laughs> I, was that why you asked me that? Just so you could go on a little diatribe against Gordon Yes, <laughs> because he is by far the worst on this list, regardless of our ranking. The thing about Gordon Ramsay when I was thinking about this is that I'm working in a kitchen. I'm not... It's the danger factor that just makes him not... He's not as terrible because I'm not in horrible danger of being murdered or tortured. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, that's kind of a shocking result, though. I know. I, I, I claimed him to be a dark horse, and mm-hmm. he proved me to be right. I should have put all my quatloos on him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So, there you have it. The worst boss out of all of these is Dumbledore. Um... Wow, this has been If quite... you disagree with our uh, assessment, really disagree. Uh, keep it to yourself. But if you Nobody have cares. any great ideas of who we should have <coughs> on our <coughs> list, are you Woo. choking on your rage? I, I suddenly just 
started dying. Um, choking on his rage. <laughs> if you have Lord somebody Ramsey. that you think should be on this missed list. They have to be well known enough to where the general populace, like your boss doesn't qualify. No. Unless your boss is Mark Cuban or yep. somebody like that. Yep. Go ahead and email us at Rick and Daffs. I've just had a wonderful idea. I think George Steinbrenner should go on the list. Who's he? He owned the Yankees for a long time and was notorious for just firing his managers for no reason and then rehiring them later on. Huh. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that one. All right. But, yes, feel free to email, email us. Hit us up on ideas. Facebook. As we start season four with a bang, this is a one-hour, 12-minute episode. Dang. And it took even longer than that mm-hmm. because editing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this has been a great episode. I'm very excited about the upcoming fourth season of the Rick and Daffs podcast. As am I. All right. Um, and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so for all of us here, I'm Rick. I'm Daffs. Have a good one.